0: In the garden, before his arrest, Jesus asked his sleepy disciples, "Could you not tarry? Could you not keep watch with me for just one hour?" And the disciples kept falling asleep to his sadness. Tonight, we prepare ourselves to begin a journey with Jesus, as Eric said, through the season of Lent, all the way to the cross of Calvary not just one hour but 40 plus days so i ask you will you tarry with jesus through lent will you tarry with him all the way to the cross all the way to easter since the early days of the church lent has been a special season during which followers of Christ commit to somber self-examination in a spirit of penitence, of repentance. This is done to better focus on God and Christ's sacrifice for each of us. It's helpful during this season to bring the things of the world into clear focus, to see the things of the world which are attachments to us, anything that might be pulling us away from him, we seek, to, we seek to see and understand during this season. Over the centuries, Christians have found such things as fasting, repentance, reflection, and even just moderation, things known as spiritual disciplines, to be helpful, to see things more clearly, and therefore to better focus on God and the sacrifice that Christ made for each of us. Lent is not so much about what to do and what not to do. Rather, Lent is really a time of opportunity, opportunity to examine ourselves in light of the cross. We can never repay the gift that Christ gave each of us, but by the way we choose to live, we can express the gratitude of our hearts. Lent is a season of the heart, Lent is about our hearts finding our way back to the heart of God, to the very heart of God, learning once again about how to truly abide in him, how to tarry with him, the author of our lives. Our scriptures tonight are very clear about what God desires of us in the way of getting ourselves ready for the glorious arrival of Easter and the resurrection. Isaiah 58, the Lord asks, Is not the true fast to free the oppressed, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, and to fast from going your own way and doing as you please? In other words, how about doing things for others? How about fasting from doing as we please for just a season? A good and acceptable fast, says the Lord. Joel 2, God calls out, come back, come back. Return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping and mourning. And then God says, rend your heart and not your garments. The Israelites used to express their sorrow and their repentance by tearing their garments, by ripping their garments, by rending their garments. God says, rend your heart, not your garments. And then God says, return to the Lord your God, for I am gracious, compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in love. Do you hear him inviting us to draw close to him with a spirit and a spirit of repentance? So what exactly does God mean by rend your heart? Psalm 51 offers a great example of one rending his heart before Almighty God in repentance and sorrow. It's the penitential psalm of David pouring out his heart to God in response to God's condemnation of David's sin of adultery with Bathsheba. The prophet Nathan has just delivered God's message to David. So let us read this responsively together this beautiful heart cry of a sinner before his Lord. And I ask you tonight, as you say these words together, do it in a spirit of your own repentance, your own desire to draw near to God as you begin this journey of tarrying with the Lord. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, Blot out my transgressions. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so you are right to your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, Sinful from the time my mother conceived me, yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. Thank you for doing that with me. May that be the cry of your heart during this Lenten season as you seek to tarry with the Lord. When we read this, we see that David wastes no time Seeking someone else to blame. There's no anger at the messenger, no scapegoating, no, she made me do it, no self justification, or I made a mistake, or it was my medication, or it was because of my parents, or any of the excuses we hear so often today. What is so striking about this psalm is David's immediate response to God's words. Falling on his knees, David pours out his heart to God, confesses his sins, and asks for God's mercy, forgiveness, and restoration immediately. What a contrast to the way things are done in our culture today. While preparing for this message, I was struck by a recent story in the Sun-Times of three young men who were drinking at the Trump Tower Bar on the 16th floor. Refused further drinks because they seemed intoxicated. They were seen leaving angrily through a fire exit stairwell. There they allegedly turned on a water valve in a stairway, and that water valve shoots out 250 gallons of water a minute, causing $700,000 in damage. Two elevators and some marble flooring were damaged as a result. As the water gushed for 10 minutes, Minutes before the engineers could shut off the valve, the men walked down the stairwell and out of the hotel. They were later arrested, and the first thing they did was they blamed each other. It was like a Three Stooges cartoon. He did it. No, he did it. No, he did it. Finally, confessing, the culprit first tried this. He first tried telling the police that he may have slipped in his drunken state and grabbed onto the valve to to gain his balance. He later admitted that he had yanked open the valve because he was angry for not being served at the bar. Both were released following a bond hearing but remain on electronic monitoring, awaiting trial for criminal damage to the property. Neither could be reached for comment, the newspaper said. I shook my head in wonder as I read this story, but as I read this Psalm of David in preparation for tonight's message, I began to wonder What would have been my reaction to God? Would I be as humble and contrite as David before God? Or would my reaction be more like that of those two young Chicago culprits seeking to quickly defend or even absolve myself? I would like to think that I'd be quick to fall on my knees before God in heartfelt repentance for any behavior, any action, or words that might great God's heart, but I'm not so sure. I'm going to use the next 40-plus days of this Lenten season to tarry with Christ, to examine my heart before the Lord like David, and ask that he reveal to me any areas where I might be more attached to the things of this world or to my own agenda than I am to him. So I ask you, will you join me? Will you join me, like David, in asking that God give us truth in our inmost parts to truly repent and be cleansed from our sin? Like David, will you join me in asking God for a pure heart and a steadfast spirit within? Most of all, will you join me in asking God that his Holy Spirit would find a welcome home in you and in me, to lead us and to guide us into Christ-likeness as we journey together this Lenten season. Let us pray. O oh Lord God, we ask you tonight, as family here in the sanctuary, would you please, during this Lenten season, examine our hearts. Would you reveal sins to us, Lord? Would you give us truth in our inmost part as David cried out? Would you help us, Lord, to repent? Would you cleanse us? Would you give us, Lord, pure hearts and steadfast spirits? And would you guide us, Lord, into ever-increasing Christ-likenesses? In your name we ask these things, Lord. Amen.